Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Emerge Nine Golf Podcast. All three of us are here this week. McLean is back. Jay is here. I am Mike. We're happy to have you along. Gents, what's going on? All back in the saddle here. Here we go. Yep. Good to be back with you two. Incredible gentlemen. <laughs> That's very overstated, but thank you. <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> McLean is uh, in a hotel in somewhere, Tennessee. Shitty Knoxville, audio, shitty audio quality. We're sorry to our listeners, but yep, I apologize in advance. I did not bring my microphone with me. I'm in the beautiful city of Knoxville. Go volunteers. That's me literally just getting them where you fit in because I'm <laughs> not a Tennessee fan. <laughs> you are now. Have- hey, look, we make products that have the UT logo on it and I sell them like hotcakes. And I love that about this state. There you they go. support their brand and I'm able to help them support it. Go Heels. College towns. They'll, they'll buy anything with their logo on it. Go Tar Heels, baby. <laughs> uh, gents, what are you guys drinking tonight? Um, I'm I'm getting pretty uh, plain and boring, but I'm drinking 1792 again. It's like it's too good. It's too cheap. So I mean, it's hard not to it's hard not to sip on this. Clean. What do you have? Well, I did have a Blanton's pour at dinner. Okay, with some customers earlier, but Corona Light has entered the chat. Wow, it's back! It's back! Cold and gold, baby. It is back. All feels right in the world. Yeah. Balance. We've got the balance now. You can take me out of Florida. You can't take the Florida out of me, damn it. <laughs> no, you I am, can't. I am drinking Bardstown. Tonight. Oh, look at you, you fancy yeah. bitch. <laughs> Which one? Uh, it's one of the Fusion fusions. or Discovery? Fusion. Not discovery. Okay. No, I'm All not that right. big. Well, then that's better. I don't want that a fancy bitch. But okay, that's better. That's you know anybody can drink that. I told myself I wasn't going to drink tonight because this is now would have been night. Don't say it. Don't say it. Night six in a row. Oh, you know I went on a golf trip. Drank Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Came back Sunday. Wasn't going to drink. Then went out for a friend's birthday, so I drank. Then we had a dinner at the club last night, and I drank. Wasn't gonna drink tonight, and I'm drinking. Well, there's always tomorrow. There's always Wednesday's a good a good day to take off in the middle of the week. You know, Thursday you're definitely gonna drink. Thursday night football, you have to drink for that. (laughs) Friday night you're gonna drink because you sit in the week. Saturday you're gonna drink. It's nothing out of the week for me. But but yeah, and Sunday NFL's on. You're gonna drink watching NFL. So yep, you really don't have much of a chance other than Wednesday. Thanks. Thank you for your confidence in me. I appreciate yeah, that. That's, I'm just laying it out for you. That's what friends are for. That's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, it was fun. So, I, I know I'm going to let you guys carry this conversation a little bit today because I didn't watch any golf being on a golf trip. We're talking rollback. We're talking rollback. Okay. So, I'm not going to let you guys lead this conversation. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. That, was a, that was a quick uh, change of events yeah. there. Something I do have to state on that subject is that I have heard through third party that the USGA has kind of pulled back on that entire 
deal. I'm not getting into it, Mike. We're not going into it. No, that's fine. I have that's heard. Fine. If you have, I have heard an unsubstantiated rumor. It's pretty substantiated, but I can't divulge my sources. On the backside of that, I will say that I have heard there's some very substantiated sources, as Mike likes to use big fucking words. Very substantiated. I can't, I can't spell but it. It is, it, is, it is validified. Ooh, now we're getting <laughs> into the deep shit here. Validified. Oh, yeah. That's a real rumor. I have, I have heard that the USGA has pulled back on their stance. We'll see how that plays out. We didn't see anything when the announcement was supposed to be made, which somewhat also validifies my statement. But I have heard that the USGA has pulled back on their stance on that. What does pullback pull mean, though? That all you were told oh, no, was yeah. pullback? Yeah. Looks better than rollback. I'll go with pullback over rollback. <laughs> You want to go down that road? We can get into this. Mike. No, I don't want to go down that road. I'm in a hotel. I don't have to put my kids to bed. I don't have to do shit. You'll get noise complaints from you. I'm a diamond member. They're not going to say shit to me. Regardless. Regardless. I have heard okay. that there is some pullback from the USGA on that stance. We'll see how that plays out. It has been very quiet. It's not, it has been very quiet. Um, I don't know where that's going to end up lying, but at the end of the day, I have heard recently, very recently, from some very substantiated sources <laughs> that there is a bit of a pullback from the USGA on the subject. Well, we'll see where that goes. We'll see how right you are. Grow the rough up, put some trees in. <laughs> <laughs> So it's funny. I just played an amazing golf course for three days that had none of that, and it was great. Yeah, it was, was it a, a hard golf course. It was a hard golf course. <laughs> how far? How long was it? Uh, we played it at probably. I think the card said sixty five hundred, but the caddy said no. That those yardages are wrong. It's more like sixty seven. Now, granted, I was on, on a trip with a bunch of members. It was, it was a difficult sixty seven. I thought it was. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna leave that there. <laughs> what do you where do you want to go with that what's your point there no 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 i'm leaving talking about right where it sits leaving okay. that right where it sits no need to go further didn't have didn't have many trees in the way didn't have like any rough it was great it was awesome it was, very, it, was very, it was still a difficult 67 you're saying yeah that's exactly what okay. i said i'm not sure what you want me to be fucking saying no no i, I have no further comment it's like, it's like you're standing in front of a judge. Am I the judge right now? Yeah, what okay. the fuck is he? Sidebar. Sidebar. I think you're the only Sidebar. one that knows what you're Cancel. talking about. Oh, Jay knows what I'm talking about. Jay knows exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, if there's no trees and there's no rough and it's 6,700 yards, it's you were probably able to a play pretty easy golf course. A, so you're telling me you were able to play a difficult golf course at 6,700 yards? Yeah, because of the style and the conditioning. I'm I'm out. I'm signing off. I'm done. Like, well, I don't. I, you believe it or not, McLean, I don't hit the ball 325 yards. So no, I believe that. Believe me, I believe that. I'm not sure what you're trying. What point you're trying to make here? Just say it. Just fucking say it. What point are you trying to make? Are we going down this hill? 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't know. Like the hills, very snowy and icy. We can jump on the sled if you want to. We can jump on that sled. No, I'm, I'm not, because it's fucking an annoying conversation that the listeners will t- I'm just click saying, off so you immediately. You told me that you played a golfer that's 6,700 yards and difficult. I agree that that's how a lot of golf courses should be. I agree that it doesn't have to take trees. You can make a golf course that's not 7,700 yards and be difficult. I agree with you, Mike. Yeah, but I don't hit the I don't hit the ball nearly not even close to as far as the guys that we're talking about, McLean. Mike, I think you nailed that take. I have, I have nothing further, no, Your Honor. No, I don't think you fucking get it. No, I don't I do. hit the ball as far as them. They're not going to be playing 6,700 yards, dumbass. They don't need to be playing 77 either. They don't. Yeah. Here we go. Here right. we go. Welcome to the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. <laughs> You're not. You can't. You can't relate apples to me to them. It's just not relatable. I wish it was. I really You're wish right. it was You're relatable. Right. The tour golf it, courses aren't going to be sixty-seven, but they can be seventy-one or seventy-two. Be still very difficult without having to be seventy-seven or seventy-eight. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, okay. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think you also made my point a little bit there too. You can make an argument, but we're getting. Well, I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. We're not doing it. I'll sign off right now and let you guys do it if this you want. This is a good take. This is a good take. I appreciate this. This is a good take. <laughs> what was the? Uh, you just went on a, on a men's trip. How many guys yeah. did you have? There was. We took. Um, there was 32 of us. Me and 31 members from the Foundry Golf Club. Uh, went on a trip down to the Dormy Club outside of Pinehurst. Uh, part of the Dormy Network uh, was just uh, just a boatload of fun. Um, Incredible had- what they've done with that facility. It was initially one of the top new courses. It opened up right during the fallout of the economic crisis and then kind of sat in limbo for a long time as a public facility. And then ultimately, Dormy Network came in and bought it, which ultimately it was before that. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the name that it was called, but ultimately they bought this property and changed the entire name of the conglomerate to the Dormy Network because Dormy is just such a good name. And they have a bunch of great courses out there. They've dumped a ton of money into that mm-hmm. property. Last time I was there, it was just trailers. Um, they were bringing in some top flight staff they brought a guy in, Tim from Quail Hollow, who I love, great guy. Um, and then ultimately dumped a ton of money into it and, and made it a destination. And they have Briggs Ranch. They have um, a couple of other properties as well. Like Arbor Lane, Hidden Creek, Arbor Bally Lake. Hack. Yeah, Bally Hack. Victoria I'm National. I'm on the name of what it was previously, that management group. But they are, they're, they're borderlining close to not the same business model, but close to the experience of what Discovery Land produces. Um, they're doing you, a really good job with it. If with if that. you join one Discovery Land property, are you remember at all of them? No. no. Okay, so at Dormy Network, you're joining the network. You're not joining a club. Correct. So Correct. you're you're essentially a member at all Correct. of them. Correct. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome. They got a beautiful clubhouse grill room little function room you know it's it's kind of understated it's it's everything that you that you need nothing you don't it's not huge nice little uh golf shop locker room building next to it driving range they've now got 15 cottages 
And so they only have 60 golfers a day. It's you have to be in a cottage to play golf. So really, you have to be staying on site to play. Yep. At dorm, and at dorm so golf. if they have every room booked, that's 60 guys, that's going to be on the golf course max on a given day. Well, I'm interested Jeez. to see how that worked out for some of the previous members. They had a cheap membership back in the back because they were they were struggling a little bit financially. This is before the dormy network or whatever the previous iteration took over. Yeah, um, because they had one of the best memberships as far as saying we have a great track. It needs some money. It need, we're in trailers, but if you want to come out and play a great track. Come on out. We have a great membership. It was pretty, pretty affordable. Um, I'm sure that's not the case now. I'm interested to see how that worked out for those guys. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think they're, the dormant network as a whole is just killing it. Um, they're actually, yeah, they're actually breaking ground in Nebraska on their first actual golf course. They had gone through and, and bought up all these existing golf courses. They're now actually building one called Gray Bull. I'm not positive where in Nebraska it is, but. Um, that's supposed to be open at some point next year, I believe. So, but yeah, it was an awesome experience. Um, little shout out to Kalen Freed and his staff, the head professional there. They did just an awesome job. It was our second year in a row going. We did did it last summer, and so many guys wanted to join that we we increased the number and rented more cottages, and it was just a just a boatload of fun. Weather kind of got a little crappy as we were there. First day was eighty two and sunny, and the last day we played was fifty two, cloudy and raining. So. You know, definitely, definitely different conditions to play it in. But it was a bunch of fun. We had an individual quota for the whole crew, uh, and then we had uh, we had appointed two captains and did. You know, they drafted teams, and we did kind of Presidents Cup style pairings with them, um, kind of back and forth, and it was just uh, yeah, good fun. You know, and I think one of the coolest parts about it, I was talking to some guys at our, our dinner at the club last night. The best part about it, I thought not only is it, the golf course is awesome. I'm a, it's core Crenshaw. I'm a big core Crenshaw guy. Every, every hole is different. You hit, you hit a lot of different shots. You, I counted, I hit every club in my bag, all three rounds. So that tells me it's a pretty damn That's good cool. golf course. Um, yeah. But the best part about it was the age range was 32 to 82. Wow. The handicap range was plus one to 24 and everyone had a great time, got along, could play together. It was just a, it was great. It was awesome. You were the plus one. Uh, there was actually a couple, couple guys. There was three guys. Yeah. Um, you weren't one of them. I was one of them. I was one of them. I was one of the three. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't you know, know Jay's, Jay's a plus three and a half. So Even me and you were the same. We're both plus ones. I'm going to start yelling at you now. Uh, I'm like a three. Don't, don't yell at me. I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> You're not. I need so many shots. Aside, but when I come play with you guys, I need like four aside from each of you. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> what do you mean? The handicap spooks. Do you have? Do you actually have a gin handicap? I did. I got one for the last number guest that I almost died in. <laughs> <laughs> and folks, that was not a comment about his drinking that weekend. It was not. We're, we're not getting into that, though. We're not getting into that. <laughs> now, that's something we can get into, McLean. Not rollback. We can get into that if you want. Rollback, rollover, it's the same thing. <laughs> uh, wow. Rollover or rolled over? 
rolled over, you know, <laughs> taken out by a club car. So, anyways, again, thanks to the, to the folks at the Dormy Club. Thanks to our members that made it fun and interesting and had a good time. And um, yeah, it was just, it was just kind of fun to kind of be on that side of it a little bit. I did organize, you know, the game and the scorecards and scoring and all that kind of stuff as I as I do as a head golf professional. But to play in it and and have a little fun with the guys was was good. And I ended up getting into a shootout. So our team event tied, right? So we had thirty two matches. And our team event tied 16-16. Oh wow. And so we had to we had to break the tie somehow. So the two captains decided they wanted to each pick one player to go to a playoff. Who are the captains? Uh Bill Curley was uh captain of my squad. Scott Peterfee was the uh the fine gentleman who got me the smoke wagon last week that I was drinking that I didn't want to name. He was the captain of the other team, and so he picked a gentleman named Eric Mailing, who was a, a good stick, played played golf at NC State back in the day, played in the USAM a couple times and uh against me. So we went to the first hole, we have that. Second you hole have that. Yes, I got picked, McLean. Thanks for your support <laughs> and confidence. <laughs> really? Uh, they picked you? Really? So yeah, it was Just fun. The, we had a great time. The beer lack of options. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess if you were a six, you wouldn't be picked in that either. So, I don't know. With my shots, I'm pretty good. I'm a solid six. <laughs> anyway, so great time, a lot of fun. Thank, thank you to the Dormy Club. Thank you to our members. It was it was fun. Anyways, I didn't watch much golf because of that. So now Jay and I did discuss this fine gentleman last week a little bit. Camilo Vijegas missed out <laughs> last week. And I, I, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna put some, I was gonna put some, some, uh, some dollars on Same last to, words. I know, Same I know, I know. It, it's just like I, I, you get caught up with other shit, and you're like, ah, you know, what I mean, but he, I, it was like it's gonna happen. He's gonna win again. It's been nine. He was years. on a heater. Look, he's been playing. He's, he's been playing good golf. I mean, and yeah, it just everything was trending in the right direction. It, it, an incredible story, you know. Obviously, for most of you guys know he lost and in, in pretty much an infant or a, a young toddler. Yeah, she was twenty-two months. Yeah, oh, God, so I mean, um, pretty pretty emotional win for him. It's been obviously nine years since he's since he's won. I mean, he was you know we're talking ten years ago. He was one of the best players in the world. Um, yeah. So but the coolest, the coolest thing we're we're all parents. Yeah. At 22 months, you have a relationship with that kid. That is, that's tough. I have, I'm currently have a 25 month old. He's two years. I call him two years because I, I, I say two years. But on the backside of that, that's a very tough thing to go through. Oh, it's awesome. None of us yeah. could ever imagine or fathom the emotion and the, what goes through your body. And losing a child at that age. And I'm not saying any age is easy, but at that point, you've developed a very, very tight relationship with that kid. And that is so difficult to go through. It hurts me as a parent. Like, I mean, I could, I could tear up right now just thinking about that because I have a kid yeah. at the same age. That is so difficult to go through. I can't imagine what the stress and the emotion that put on him as a father 
with the stress and emotion that put on him and his family. Um, it's incredible that he was able to come out and, you know, recap this. And yeah, I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. I guess game back. Other, and- absolutely. On the other side of that last week, I was at a wedding. I was in New Jersey and I'm sitting at a bar with a, a large conglomerate of people and my member guest partner who we've all talked about. Um, I'm sitting with him and I, I, I told him straight up, I said, I'll give you 20 bucks and 20 guesses. If you can name who's in the lead of this golf tournament right now, I won 20. <laughs> yeah, I looked up and Camilo Vajegas was winning and it's been a while since he's been there. I mean, not to take anything away from the guy. Exactly. Oh, yeah. what he said he was one of the top players in the world 10 years ago. Um, it is so fantastic to see him rekindle that ability, rekindle his spirits. I hope it does so, so many amazing things for his family. I hope he gets it back out there. I hope we see him contend for a lot of other golf tournaments. I hope we see him again in major championships. He's one of those guys that you just can't help but like. He's just a good guy. You just like watching him win. You just like watching him do good things. He was great for the sport when he was at the top of his game. And my hopes are that he reaches it again. I hope he does it in honor of his fallen child. Well, and, and the cool thing about it is where he was from a status standpoint. So obviously it's, you know, the whole comeback from losing his daughter and all that, but just his personal game, he's only made one, two, three, four, five cuts this year. Since, since actually the Butterfield Bermuda um, back last year, which is still considered part of this season because of this odd season that we're on now, he's only made five cuts. So last week he finishes second, and I read this in an article. By finishing second, he was signed up for stage two of Q School next week. That's yep. crazy. By finishing yep. second last week, he was happy because he got to skip stage two and go to stage three. Now he wins two year exemption. He's in the Masters. He's in a bunch of tournaments. Like talk about man, I, I got to get ready for stage two. And now he's exempt, got his card, two years, let's rock and roll. That's what's great about this yeah. sport, man. You know, that, that that's – and it couldn't go to a more deserving guy, especially considering what he's been through and where he's been and who, he's, who he was previously. You know, this reminds me – not the exact same, but, you know, this is – I hope that he goes out and does it again. I mean, this is similar to what Brendan Todd did two years ago. When he won back-to-back events, now granted, Camilo finished second last week and won this week. But on the back side of that, talk about guys that have been out there and have done a lot. I mean, Camilo's done way more than Brendan Todd has, even though I'm a big B-Todd fan because I grew up playing golf with him in North Carolina. Um, but on the back side of that, to take a guy who's good for the sport and reemerge him into the spotlight is good for everyone who's involved in this sport. Agreed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I, I, I mean, he's, he's my age. So, I mean, I, I, I think of it, you know, I look at it. He's 41. I think he's a year, year younger than me. Maybe, maybe one or two he'll years younger. He'll be, he'll be 42 in January. Exactly. So, I mean, I, he was, he was one of the best players, college players coming out of, of, uh, you know, you know, going, you, you know, turning pro. We played at Florida, right? He played at Florida. Um, he was an all American. He was a great player. I mean, he was the he was one of the top guys. And you know, he he did his his um 
his own stint on the mini tours and we played we played a couple mini tour events together and it was i mean he was an all-american i mean people came out to watch him you know it's kind of cool i mean i played played behind him we were in um south carolina in the middle of nowhere south carolina i can't even remember the town uh but it was one of the bigger hooters tour events and i mean he had 100 people watching him which is more people watching one group than you would find at a and back then a nationwide event, which is a corn ferry event. Now, I mean, if you had a hundred people watching you, um, in a, any, any event other than the PJ tour, I mean, that's a lot of damn people. So, I mean, it, that, that just, you know, shows the, the type of, uh, you know, relevance that he had, you know, at that time, I mean, he was, he was an all American coming out of Florida top player, you know, he had played in a couple of PGA Tour events with his sponsor exemptions and didn't hadn't earned his full status yet. But I was like, hey, I'm going to play. I want to play. You know, and I respect I respect the guys. I, that's that's when I was like, man, I kind of like this guy. I, I never played with him, didn't play in the same pairing with him. We played in the same tournament, but I never got a chance to play with him. But he wasn't ashamed to play in a Hooters Tour event, you know, knowing that he had seven sponsor exemptions. He was like, I want to play golf. I'm going to keep getting better. I'm going to play. I'm going to compete. He played in nationwide events. He played in PGA tour events. He played in Hooters events. I was like, all right, this guy's cool. I was like, this guy's ready to get after it. You know, I respect him. And obviously he, he was successful early on in his career. And for probably a seven or eight year stretch, 10 year stretch, I think he was, uh, I mean, probably what, 2005 to 2000 and yeah, 2005 to 2004. 14 right it's been yeah nine so years. He, he won in 14 yeah he won twice in 08 he won in 2010 2014 uh 2008 was his best year by far two wins and two top tens in majors i'm trying to pull up his rest of his record here from the early early years um and i would have thought he would have won more in the in one year but i guess you know, there's, you know, you look at, you look at Cam- Camilo uh, as kind of somebody that's a popular figure because he's unique. You know, he had the, the spider, you know, the, the spider view that he did when he would get down and read putts. Like he was a character, you know, people like followed him because he was, he was different. It was unique. very similar to Ricky Fowler, very Mark Ricky Fowler, different look, yeah. different, you know, like he, he was, he was a, yeah. He was a showman. He was an actor, you know, on on stage, and he was good. They're very good at golf. Mm-hmm. Were they dominant? No, but they were. They they did a great job of playing the role of of a professional golfer, uh, which I respect. You know, I think there's too many people that get caught up in, you know, uh, you know, uh, this is my job. I'm I'm a professional golfer. You know, I get out of here. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm not talking to any fans. I'm not talking to the media. I'm doing my job. Get out of here. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, the reason that you're doing this is because people want to come watch you play a stupid game and you need to respect that. And Cam- Camilo got it. Ricky, Ricky gets it. And Camilo gets it too. But like he got it when he was doing it. He was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to take advantage of this. I'm going to be as marketable as I can. I'm going to understand that i'm i'm lucky to be playing a game for a living like it, it's it's like it's crazy if once you're not and i think he probably understands this once you're not in that limelight and how quickly you fall from the top you realize like 
that I it was I had it so good. Like I I was making so much money just from being popular in the in the limelight. And I was a good golfer. I wasn't the best golfer. You know, it's not like you're talking about Tiger Woods, like a like a you know, a once in a, a generation player, but a great player, really good player. But he was unique and he was approachable, he was marketable, people wanted to watch him. But when you don't play good golf, it's like all that other stuff doesn't matter like it, it are you playing good golf and if you have the other stuff that's even better but if you don't play good golf then people stop paying attention and same thing with ricky yeah. it's like ricky was so marketable he's such a likable guy he was unique he wore the orange with puma and it was it was it was a cool thing but all of that was uh was predicated on the fact that he was playing good golf and then when he stopped playing good golf, it was like, oh yeah, Ricky, I remember him. He was he was fun, but he sucks now. But obviously, he's turned it around, and here he is. Everyone everyone remembers Ricky again. Um, but that's that's golf. It's like, what have you done for me lately? Um, but I, with well, that, with that, even that Camilo, Camilo was Ricky before Ricky. Yeah, he kind of was. Yeah, Camilo was and some was of that just ahead of, of Ricky a couple years to his brand and who they've been represented by also they're willing to be out there mm -hmm. put themselves out there the way they conducted themselves i mean realistically those guys are very similar yeah they're very similar yeah um no i agree 100 percent. i think i think you're right i think there were some guys who 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 kind of and you could go down the list from the last, you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, the guys who have, have found a way to find, they've found their niche and they're, they made themselves marketable uh, and, and bolstered up their, their good play with being, um, you know, a, a marketable player and, and they took advantage of sponsorship. And I think that's a great thing. I mean, they, they have the opportunity mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that, uh, you know, the, the, that whole marketability side of things with golf is has bled into the NCAA and the NIL and and some of these players. I mean, you see some um, some of the even the college golfers. You know, I'm, I'm I think about uh, one of my good buddy Ricky uh, Ricky Sullivan. His one of his top um, one of his top players, uh, Rachel Keen. She just played in the LPGA event last week. She's sponsored by Delta. She's sponsored by, I mean, you name it. It's like two or three others. She's not even a yeah. pro yet. And she's making, you know, I, I don't know how much money she's making, but her, I know it's a lot. Her and Jensen Castle are taught by Ricky. And they're both yeah. like, they're both two of the top players out there. Oh, yeah. And this this girl, Rachel, um, and I actually, I talked to Ricky, Ricky, if you listen to this podcast, shout out to you, buddy. Love you. Uh, I talked to Ricky for like 45 minutes yesterday and I, cause she played in the event last week, finished 11th, played with Nelly Corda and, and beat net beat Nelly. Um, and granted, you know, you can beat anybody at any, in any given event. So it's not like you're comparing scores for one round. Yeah. You're going to beat, you're going to beat players, but, um, you know, it was it was probably a big moment for her to beat Nelly Corder because she's so popular and so famous and just say, hey, I belong. I can play out here. I can play with these these ladies. I can compete. And and this girl, I have not met her yet. When I stopped playing, you know, I worked with Ricky for 10 years. And when I stopped playing, she was working with Ricky and she was like a, a 
12, 13, 14. So I never got a chance to like meet her. And, but she is a stone cold killer. This girl can play and she is going to be one of the top players on the LPGA tour in the next two years. Mark my words. And she is, she is a classy girl. She's marketable. She like for us, right? It's it. She just, she just gets it. She just understands. She just understands the game. She's like, I'm, I'm good at golf. I'm not going to, I'm not better than you as a person, which I think I, I love that concept. Like, Hey, I'm great at this thing. I'm great at golf, but I'm not better than you as a person. And I'm going to treat you as a, as a human being. And if you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Whereas some other people choose not to answer and, and, and kind of be rude when, Hey, I'm, I'm just, I'm just good at golf. That's it. I'm not better than your person. So anyway, she, she's gonna, she's gonna kill it. It'll be fun to watch, watch her and see how far she goes. I think she's gonna. Yeah. I, I mean, she's, she's like a top really, 10 player in the amateur world rankings and. Oh, and, um, and, uh, like Curtis cup. Uh, I mean, multi, I mean, she's played Curtis cup twice, I think. And I mean, she just every, every, at every stage, she just kills it. And her mother, she has a pedigree. Her mother was like a stick as an amateur. Mother's played in like eight or nine U.S. Opens. Yeah. I mean, um, so just cool story, but she'll, uh, she'll, she's gone up. She's, she's going to do really well, which, um, you know, it's kind of fun to see, but, um, anyway, um, we'll wait and see how that all pans out. But did you guys catch Max Homa? Goes down to Africa, wins the Ned Bank, which actually had, um, believe it or not, that field had a higher field. What's that? Field. It actually was, it had it was a higher strength, field. yeah, higher strength of field than the Bermuda. Well, that's the Butterfield, hard, Bermuda, Miss Butterfield. Like all, but I feel like there was a pro am around the corner that had a better strength of field than the Butterfield. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had, you had, um, I'm trying to think of some of the names and pull up the leaderboard here. JT, you know, probably JT. You had uh, the, the Hogard brothers. Fleetwood was there. Um, a couple other top guys on the Euro uh, European tour were down there. But yeah, it actually had a higher strength of field than Thurborn Olsen, um, both Hogards. I so. thought one of the best things to come out of it was Justin Thomas made a post and used the word thus. And Max Homa came in and said, Look at this guy using the word thus like he graduated college. <laughs> that, oh. that to me was the highlight of the event. <laughs> um, so here's a question for you based off of that. Not that anyone watched it because it was on the middle of the night, but I saw a headline. I can't remember which publication it was on social media. It was Golf Digest, Golf Magazine, Golf Week, one of those. Um, I didn't read the article, but is Max Homer the best American golfer? I mean, who would you put ahead of him? I mean, you have, you have um, Scotty, Scotty Scheffler, who Cantley, is ranked higher. Xander. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying guys that would be in the conversation. Current, yeah, play, I mean, current, current play. Wait a second. Yeah, it's it's a good conversation. Like, I'm not, I'm not against this argument. I, I think it's a valid argument. I think it's very tough to put him up against Scheffler. I think it's very tough to put him up against. Xander and Shoffley, or not Xander and Shoffley, Xander and Cantlay. Gosh, I can't wait to I get into this Cantlay combat. I don't, look, I don't disagree with the argument. The argument's valid. 
100%. Yeah. Max Homa's Max Homa's been on top of it. I don't know that I can put all my eggs in that basket, but it's a valid argument, and I give him credit for that. Even making that a valid argument, I think that's more like, the point. Yeah, against guys like Justin Thomas and Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay and Scotty Scheffler. I'm looking at you, Jay. Looking I was like, at you, you threw Jay. you threw Justin Thomas's name in there. I was like, "That's like which do one that. doesn't belong?" It's Justin <laughs> Thomas. One of these does not like the other. One of these <laughs> is not the same. Uh, no, but look, you you, you can put them out there. I mean, let's just call it out. You got Speed, Scheffler. You got uh, Shawfley, Kepka, Cantlay, Kepka. Kepka's an outlier. It's tough because he should be Brian Harmon. That's a joke. <laughs> Dustin Johnson, like Dustin Johnson, is one of the top, top five American golfers in the. Yeah, I mean that's. But Kepka, if, Kepka, if he were playing on the PJ Tour, he would be. Yeah, sure. If Dustin Johnson were playing on the PJ Tour, it would be him and Scotty Scheffler one and two. Hundred percent. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, um, it's just unfortunate that we don't get to we don't get to apply these guys as resume it does the same that we can put up against the other guys yeah agreed um, agreed it's it, it's just it's just an unfortunate situation that we're in mm-hmm. but we just call the pga tour guys out yeah i don't even Jeff think Lewis, justin thomas Jeff is Lewis a top stuff. 10 player in the u.s right now that's an unpopular opinion but we'll move on <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to fight it because the stats aren't there to back me up. I'm not going to fight it because the stats aren't there to back me up. On the back side of that, Scheffler, Shoffley, Cantlay, Homa is in that conversation. He's not yeah. top five. I'll say this. He's not a top five player in the world yet. I'm not saying he's not right there. He's fucking close. I, I'm, I, I, I agree. That's why I said I'm not saying he's not right there. He's very close, but he hasn't had he hasn't hoisted the amount of trophies that the top few guys have hoisted. And it's tough I mean, to he's got six, Scotty. or he's got five in the last two and a half years. Well, yeah, that's cute. But but if you if you throw Dustin and Kepka in the mix, you know, obviously it's sure. hard for us to because they're not getting yeah. world ranking points. But if you throw them in the mix, you're like. What about Bryson? Do you put? Do you put? I don't really like the guy. What about Bryson? Yeah, I mean, Bryson's a bag of dicks. I don't care about love him, love him or hate him. He's a he's a weird. I I don't disagree. I'm not a Bryson fan. I'm not a Bryson fan. But if we're just talking pure statistics, pure talent, pure quality, pure wins, if we're gonna throw Brooks and DJ in there, you have to throw Bryson in that same conversation. Yeah, Yeah, but Brooks and DJ have done it for longer. Agreed. But Bryson had one hell of a year last year on Live. Okay, awesome. This guy's Bryson had, had, a, better year. Bryson had a better year than DJ did. I'm a DJ fan. I'd rather see DJ. I just don't think DJ's other. trying. I don't think he is either. He's printed his money. I think the Live, Live Golf Tour is perfect for Bryson because I think Bryson cares, but I also think Bryson can't quite handle the pressure of real big events. Yes, he won a U.S. Open. I, I understand that. But I think, I don't know, his last couple of years weren't that spectacular after he won that U.S. Open. DJ doesn't care about pressure, right? He, you know, 
I just don't know. I don't think DJ's fucking trying. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I, I feel like I feel like if DJ had stayed on the PJ tour, granted, I don't I don't I'm not criticizing him and his decision. It it made sense for him, I guess, because his wife isn't worth, you know, 150 million and you know, he needed to do this for him and his family. But outside of that, um, if he had stayed on the PJ tour, I, I, I mean, I think he would have continued to win. He had a, he had the longest streak of, uh, of wins for every year that he played on the PJ tour. He, he came out in 2000 and was it seven or eight? Yeah. He got out there and he won every, everyone, a PJ tour event every single year. And no one on tour had that record. It was like, what 12 when did he switch so what there's like 13 14 years that he won a pj pj tour event every single year and not even phil not even tiger these guys didn't even have that because it was some years that tiger i guess when he was hurt he didn't play it and win but i mean that there's no one else can say that i mean that you talk about the the model of consistency i mean the guy just he was that good he was talented he was good like he could win you know, and and if he if he had continued to play on the PGA Tour, I think uh, who knows how many wins. And uh, granted, I don't I don't think it would have made it the same amount of money that he received from from jumping over to live. But in terms of tournaments, stacking them up, I think it would have continued to win multiple times every year. You throw a couple more majors in there, only because I think he's playing more golf. You know, him playing the live tour. The competition's not not quite as as extensive, and they don't play as many events. But you're playing with the same guys over and over, you know, 25, 30, 35 events, depending on how many. He, I don't know if he ever played thirty five events. I doubt it. I think he probably played yeah, more. He was probably more like a 25, 25 event guy. But um, but you're playing more events. You're comfortable playing with these guys, I and mean, it does make a difference. You know, I know DJ. If there's one guy who doesn't give a shit about like all that it's probably him but i do think like without him even realizing it's like oh i know these guys i can beat i can beat all of them because i play with them every day but like if you're playing on the live tour and you come back i'm like i haven't played with this guy in a while like what's his game like you know so anyway i don't know i i i i think he's you know i think he's up there in the top five as one of the most talented guys still playing right now i would put him up there I mean, I would put Rory, I would put Rom, I would put Scheffler, I'd put DJ. There's four right there. I don't know if you guys want to throw somebody else in there, but I, I don't I don't know if I would throw anybody else ahead of them to bump them out. I won't argue too much with that. No, there's no there's no argument there. I mean, I think, yeah, it, I'm sure you we could come up with you know, you throw Cam Smith in there, Brooks Kepka, they could all go back and forth between not the five spots. Cam Smith's not an American. We were talking American golfers. No, he, but he just mentioned the top five. Most oh, talented. I just mentioned I just mentioned top five. Just because he brought up Rahm and McElroy across the board. Sorry, I got deep into some DraftKings sports book randomly. I apologize. Uh, well, we'll get to. Were, were we boring you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I'm a degenerate and I have an opportunity <laughs> to lose money. <laughs> And I took it. Um, well, we'll, um, we'll get to our DraftKings picks in a minute here. Um, but speaking of Rory, speaking of Rory, Jay, he, he just made a little news here the last couple of days. 
I kind of like it, dude. So Rory's the first, growing some balls here recently. The first one that just broke as we were signing on. Yeah, he has resigned. Resigned his position on the PJ Tour policy board. Yeah. I had a feeling that was kind of coming. Not really surprised there. Did you? Because I didn't see it. He's been the leader of the tour for a while. I didn't see that coming. It's a little bit surprising. Um, He's been the voice of reason, the, the kind of the lead guy. The only thing that I can take from this is that it's been too distracting. I think that's what it is. He's yeah, he's pulled back on his comments. He hasn't said as much. He's been kind of in the middle recently. You can kind of tell when he gets asked the questions. He doesn't really want to answer them or talk about it. It's like yeah. oh, this this fucking shit again. And yeah. I think I think he, Rory would love to be on the PJ Tour policy board, but he just got on at the wrong time and was the best player in the world when it all went down and. It was kind of a wrong place, wrong time, and he's like, "Oh shit, this is a fucking shit storm," and I really don't want to deal with it. I want to focus on my family. I want to focus on golf, and yeah, um, and and the PJ Tour I, kind I of threw him under the bus, and kind of just he just kept on going out there and having to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And I'm sure he just got sick and tired of it. But you could kind of tell there was a shift in the last three or four months that he's just like, "I'm I'm kind of done with this." Like, I've what yeah. more do you want me to say? You know, I can't keep answering the same questions over and over. And um, yeah, you know. I, I I agree. I I think it was a great decision, Brown. I mean, his his money maker is his um, his golf game, Brand. his relevancy with how you know skilled he is, um, but also with his you know ability to talk to the media for things that that relate to him and his game, like. I don't want to talk about like all the policy and the PJ tours decisions. I don't want to talk about uh, Jay Monahan. Like I, if I'm not on the player policy board, an advisory board, I, I can just say, Hey, you know what? I don't want to talk to them. Like I'm just here to play golf, you know, just well, deflect. You especially know? when think, there was like rumors of like five, six, seven hour, like board meetings and conference calls he was sitting on. It's like, wait yeah. a minute. Like, like, I mean, I should be practicing. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. That, that's that's bullshit. Like, it, it, uh, in all honesty, the player advisory board is reserved for the for the older guys who are trying to stay relevant because they've been on tour for twenty years. They've seen it, done it. That like they've got some expertise. They throw a couple young guys in there, and they got lucky to get Rory to do it for as long as he did. I mean, you're talking about one of the most high profile players. Um to ever to to play the the game in the last 20 years and he just happened to be uh, on the player advisory board and a representative and they got lucky because tiger was never on the player advisory board not to my knowledge and and maybe somebody could correct me but he was like i'm not messing with that like i don't need to mess with that like yeah I, i run this tour like the reason this tour is here is because i play i don't need to be on this board like they hear they hear me all the time anyway. I don't need to be a part of this board, you know? So, and I think Rory was on the fringe of that. Like, Rory, you didn't even need to be on that board. Like, if you needed something to happen and you just you just express your your thoughts to Jay Monahan and then things happen. Like you didn't even need to be on that. So he, he was like, it was almost like wasted effort, wasted time for him to be a part of that. So I think it's great. I think it yeah. hurt his, I think it hurt his golf game. 
um, because there's too much pressure, too much stress, and we haven't seen a major in gosh knows how long. What is it, 2014? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Thanks, thanks, Player Advisory Board. I mean, Rory probably would have won two more majors if he wasn't on that stupid board. So, yeah, I think it was a, a smart move and not completely surprising to me. But the other thing was, like you were saying, his comments, he did an interview uh, over in, in Ireland with the Irish Independent, and they asked him about the whole LaCava spat. And I'm not going to go through all of his comments here, other than the one that got the most headlines. This is and, pretty good. And, and saying, it makes actually a little bit more sense now that he just resigned. Um but you know, basically said that Lacaba was a good guy when he was with Tiger. Uh, but now that he's caddying for that dick, he's a dick. Meaning Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, um, he's become one. And so I was like, oh damn, they have to work together with each other on the policy board because Cantlay's on the policy board. Well, but not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> so uh, uh, apparently, Cantlay must be uh, again. This is. I don't know Cantley. I've never played with him, never met him, but apparently he must be very difficult to be around because there are multiple players that do not like this guy, like with a passion. Like and obviously Rory has has been very vocal, but there are, there have been other players obviously with the slow play as 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 a big part of it, but there have been multiple players that really do not like this guy. So I don't know what I don't know what he what he's got going on behind the scenes, but whatever it is, he must be socially awkward, inept, whatever it is. But there are multiple guys on the PJ yeah. tour that like would prefer not to be around this guy. That's not good. There's been plenty of rumors and stories that I've read or heard. Um that it just sounds like the guy is unbelievably difficult. Like he gives all the tour officials all kinds of grief and is constantly bitching and moaning and complaining and his ideas are the best. And I think he's a pretty arrogant guy about how smart he is and thinks he has all the answers. And he just seems like to be a very difficult person to deal with. We all know people like that, that that are just hard to deal with. Nothing's ever easy with them. They always make something out of, you know, something. And yeah. it, it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Apparently, Rory's kind of in that same boat, thinking the same thing. And so, yeah, the, the comment was, Joel LaCava used to be a nice guy when he was catting for Tiger, and now he's catting for that dick. He's turned into an ass. <laughs> so, I mean, I I, I kind of like Rory. I kind of like, like it. Side of Rory. I like, I, like the, I like the more aggressive side of Rory and not the, the kind of weak kind of We know what that's like. As you get older, you lose your filter a little bit. You know, and Rory's at a point where he's like, one statement's not going to take me down. It, well, not no, I take that back. There are certain statements, but he's not going to make one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's like, I can, I can be, I can be upfront about some stuff, and I'm not going to lose my brand. I'm not going to lose my ability to create income. I've got enough income that even if I did, you guys can't keep me from enjoying the rest of my life. You know, yeah, yeah, I like it. Get a little testy, get a little, I, yeah, I kind of like. I mean, I have respect. We enjoy for that. More. I mean, we fucking enjoy that. That's the best part of it. Well, I also you think know, it'll be good what, for him personally. Yeah, like the drama is fun, 
but I even think it'll be good for him and his game. Even just get, give me a little edge. Like when you show up yeah. at Augusta, give me a little edge, Rory, like go fucking win that thing. You know? Yeah. God, I would love to see that. God, if I mean, I think I personally, I think that would be the biggest, the biggest story would be Rory winning Augusta and winning the career grand slam. I mean, for, for the next, for the next five to seven years outside of Tiger doing something crazy and winning, winning a just a PGA Tour event or something like that, Rory winning at at Augusta and winning the Career Grand Slam would be the the, the biggest event in the in the next ten years. Oh yeah, I mean that would be. Uh, I mean, there's so many people that. You know, outside of maybe Jordan Spieth doing something crazy and and winning, but but he's he's still two majors away from winning the career grand slam. He's got to win the PGA and right, no, the, just the PGA, just the PGA. Okay, that's right. Yeah, so that would be. I'm sure a lot of Americans would love that too. So that would be the next the next one on the list. Yeah. I think Rory does it. I I still I do think Rory. I think it's I think it's destined to happen. I think he wins Augusta. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a a, a a pretty big story, and and it's going to be a, a big moment. I, I I can't predict when it's going to happen. This year, five years, eight years, but I do think it's going to happen, and I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be pretty cool. I hope so. Yeah, I'm a little pessimistic about it, but I hope so. Yeah. I feel like a scorned lover when it comes to too many too many things line up for for this to work, and I think it's just a matter of it's it's kind of like Sergio, like it, it, finally I getting his. Yeah, it's like it's like Rory has to have that same mindset, like going to this, like, hey, you know what? I'm never gonna win here. I'm fine with it. I don't care. I'm just gonna go play good golf, and then then you win. I mean, yeah. it, it was literally like the year before. Sergio was like, "I hate this place. I'm never gonna win here." And then and then he wins, and it's like, <clears throat> you know, all right, great, thanks, thanks, Sergio. We knew that was gonna happen. Uh, all right, anything else, gents, before we get into our picks? Uh no, you you touched that you you brought that up the the part of uh, of Rory resigning from the advisory board. I thought it was kind of cool. That just happened like yeah. obviously like an hour or two ago, um, which I thought was kind of uh, it's good for him. I'm glad that he did that. I well, think we covered rollback pretty well. You know, the USJ is backing off. They realized that they were they were incorrect in their thoughts. I think we nailed that. I mean, everyone <laughs> on the same page. <laughs> Uh, this is great for the game of golf. Everyone agrees with this on this podcast, and that's the most important thing. You know, it's all about you know getting along. <laughs> we just need to get along, and we just need to get along, mm-hmm. or not get along. Kenny, Kenny, as Kenny Chesney said it best, get along. I've already heard you sing once tonight. I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> oh, you can you can hear it again. I, I love karaoke. This is not a drill. Did you say Kenny Chesney? Kenny Chesney. Oh, I love said Chesney. Like with an A in the middle. There will be no rollback where we go. Get along. (laughs) (laughs) This is off the rails. 
Yes, this yeah. is great. This is real. This is truth right here. This is Jay, truth. Jay, do you want to talk about bunkers? Let's talk about bunkers and fairways. <laughs> we got a Mike's Mike's we're wife. Not, and no, we're not going to talk about she it. Gave I me can't believe nice my wife gave me that video. That we're. I think I'm going to post on our on our our social media. Mikey was in a state championship where you were a sophomore in in high school? Uh, Junior. Junior. And they, the local, the the local news station interviewed him and he, and he proceeded to tell them how well he played. And it's like, I, I didn't, I, I missed all the bunkers and I hit a lot of fairways, fairways and bunkers. I couldn't, I couldn't keep myself together. And, and you've done such a good job of eliminating this. this I'm going back in the. I'm going back New in the England chat. accent. Like I what happened? I, I've been in the South since '03. <laughs> when I went long, to Clemson, twenty years. You were. You had no Miss choice. You were forced to. Miss all the bunkers. The bunkers. I can't believe she showed you, and then I really can't believe she actually gave you the video. Jay, Jay please send me that. I don't have it. Jay, I'm gonna need that. Oh, you don't have it. You don't have the don't have video. That. I just look back. I don't have that. I'm he sent that. it. To, he sent it in our chat, McLean. I sent it in I'm the chat. Looking at the chat, and I don't see it. It's in there. The, the is like I, I had a bunch of fairways, and I missed all the bankers. Missed all the bankers. <laughs> it's a terrible accent, by the way. Just awful, awful. I mean, I'm, that accent is. I, I'm doing You're the right. best I can. You're like, right. I, can't, I can't even speak English well. So, like, how the hell am I going to speak? You Listen, fuckers. I missed New all England the accent. I missed all the fairways. <laughs> the Celtics suck. <sighs> yeah. <she's>... She, <laughs> she, she showed me in the morning, and then, and then <laughs> she. She came back in and she said, please do not. And she said, Mike said, please do not send it to Jay. <laughs> and she was like, I already sent it to you. I was like, great. Yeah. I can't believe that thing resurfaced. Now I regret it. I thought it was funny for a second. And that's, now... that's going on Instagram. It is funny. It is funny. I mean, I can pull up some. Mike. I can pull up some clips. You, you, you think your accent is is embarrassing. You wait till you see what it's like to be in the the backwoods of Virginia and and get interviewed for the first time for the local news. And there are some words that no one could understand. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, I don't even know what you just said. Like, you can you repeat that, please? Did you notice I mean, the I, pants? I even listened, the listened pants are like a little way too baggy, way too long. Oh, you don't yeah, have to worry I about finding interviews for me because I only gave one. It was on a very, very local news. That's what mine was. Yeah. Lindy found it. I can't wait to see it. It's great. It's great. All right. So. <laughs> Mikey. Mikey's like. RSM classic. Moving on. I want to move on from this. I want to move on from the rollback. I can't believe we even brought it up in the first place. I think Do you we want to talk post about this on, on, the, on our Instagram page. No, I don't think we should. Video. I don't think people want, I don't think they want to see Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm almost guaranteed. It. I think our listeners want to see you. You're the true the true, true Mike Maroney from New England. They want to see where you came from, and they want to see your accent. They want to hear your accent. I'm just saying, I think yeah. that would be a good thing. All right, whatever. 
It's out there. I can't control it now. I've lost <laughs> I've lost control of the narrative. I I didn't even have to show her. I was the one that, that got it and I sent it to her and she sent it to everyone. So do you, spell, do you do you spell rollback with an H at the end? Rollback. I don't know. I'm no, just asking no, for a friend. You to, asking for a friend. Asking no, for a friend. It's when you drop the R, it becomes an A-H. That's what I'm saying. E- Robot. ERs become A-Hs. Okay. There's, there's no E-R in rollback. The fucking robot. Sounds, sounds like German. I was going to, yeah. Like, what the hell? You French Canadian? It wasn't a good accent. Like, I'll admit to that. Like, I'll take my, I'll take my, I'll take my shots on that. It wasn't my best, <laughs> but I'm gonna work on it over yeah, the next work, week. And I'll workshop get back that to you guys. I will get back to you guys once I come up with a better version. Yeah, you need to get that cleaned up. You you gave the rollback. Like yeah. that is that is like German to the to the T. Yeah, I, I spit on my screen. Shit. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, let's get to our picks. All right, we have the last event. Last event. um, This is it. Of the fall series thing. So all these guys are grinding for their position. What's the season-ending score? No, well, this isn't the last event. for. We've already stopped the season-ending score. No, but didn't we start a new one? No, we're going to start a new one with the actual new season when it starts in January. There we go again. My wins are invalidated. Here, here we well, go. There's been like two weeks that you completely missed. So I'm not sure you won, won, won the count. <laughs> you I, I, wouldn't. I, I, I've won twice. Okay, great. Good for you. You also missed last week and like three weeks ago. I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Here we go. Let's go. I got my picks this week. You guys right, ready? Go. Not a drill. Come from the bottom, now we're here. Top flight, Brian Harmon, 10,300. Moving down from there, another UGA guy, Russell Henley, 9,700. Moving down from there, Georgia Tech guy, Chesson Hadley, snaps all the way through. Oh, gosh, snapper. Took the winner last week. Guy's on fire. Got to put him in. He's finished second and one. You got to put him in the lineup. Camilo Vijegas, 7,700. Another guy that I think is going to play well on this type of golf course, played there a million and a half times, Webb Simpson, 7,200. And that's it, the old guy from Georgia, Stuart Sink, wow. 7,100. Oh, wow. Rounds out my squad. Stuart Sink. You're very, very yeah, local with your, uh, for the most part, very local. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if hometown. you have an option, why not do it? If you hometown have hometown models, why not do it? All right, Jay. All right, uh, sweet. I'll kind of start from the bottom. Lonto Griffin at the bottom, um, seventy one hundred bucks. He's I, he's just playing. He's playing for his uh, playing for his card. Um, he's got 16, 16 events to earn. The equal to what 125 finished uh, previous year, so he's made four cuts in a row. He's he's the guy's on a mission, and he's going to do it. I think he's going to play well. Uh, this I think this course he's played this course before. 
Um, and it's, it's a, it's a wedge fest and, and he's a good putter, good short game, good wedge player. Like he's pretty solid all around. So I feel like, um, you know, Lonto's going to get, get him a, a top, top 25, top 30 finish and make some, make some money, get some points. Um, then I move up from there to Mr. Steven, Steven Yeager. Um, Honestly, I don't want to jinx myself, but I think he's made like 15 cuts in a row um, and has had mediocre success here at at uh, Seaside 46th last year and 29th in 2017. But I think he's just playing really good golf and the guy can make a shit ton of birdies. Like this is his like MO. Like if he's playing good golf, then like it's it's go time. Um he shot 59, 58 a couple of times in, in uh, professional rank, you know, events. So if he gets hot, it's, it's go time for him. So I think he's going to play well, make some birdies, earn some points. Uh, moving up, Taylor Pendrith, again, another guy finished eighth, 15th, third, the last couple of events. Uh, he finished 15th last year, 26th the year before at this event. He likes it. Again, it's not a long golf course. But you got to drive it in play. If you do drive it in play, um, you've got a bunch of wedges. He's one of the longer players on tour. Um, so I think he's going to play well. Uh, I skipped over Brendan Todd, Adams Vinson. I do like both of those guys. I think they're both going to play well, but I just couldn't make them work for my lineup. Um, but I move up to Eric Cole. He's been playing lights out second at the Zozo, third at the Shriners, 35th at the Sanderson fourth at the 40 net. Um, and he, he did, he made the cut here last year, finished 39. Uh, this guy's kind of an enigma in my opinion. He's not a long hitter. There's nothing that he does. That's looks great. Um, statistically speaking, but he just gets it done. The guy just gets it done. Like not super long. He's not, you know, the best iron player, but he's just really good at all of those. Things. He drives the ball and play. He's a, he's a decent iron player. And he, he is he does have a great short game. He's a good putter. Um, then I move up to Harris English. Uh, he's finished tenth. Uh, finished tenth at the BMW Championship. He hasn't played in a while, which is kind of scary. But he's he's a, a local. He he likes this golf course. 29th last week or last year, sixth two years ago. So I think he's been trending in the last year and a half. And I think that this is a a time that he plays plays really well um and last but not least russell henley this guy obviously has been playing well he, the, the only thing that scares me with russell is he hasn't played since the tour championship where he finished 14th um eighth six second to, to uh for the preceding event or the uh, preceding events but um he has played decent here he's made um six out of the last eight cuts Again, that's all we're asking for. I, I would love him to win, but I think he's going to make the cut. He's going to play well. He's going to make a bunch of points. So I'm I'm hoping all six of my guys make the cut and they all finish in the top 25. If they win, then they can check. So see how it goes. Cool. All right. I never I didn't go with any of the real, real top guys, but I still start at the bottom here. $6,900. I think I got good value in Justin Lauer. Um, just playing steady. Steady Eddie. I like him at 6900 then I go up to front of the program, Callum Taron. Um, very mixed results, but he bombs it. We'll have a lot of wedges and played well here uh, last year. 
So um, second, right? Yeah, I think he was second. Yeah, he was in contention. He had share the lead on the final day at one point. So um, I think he'll have some good vibes there. Then I go up to. Uh, I felt like I had to get one local boy on the squad here. One one C one member of the Sea Island Mafia. I got one yeah. Mr. Keith Mitchell. Oh, Keithy, eighty-two hundred. Been playing okay this fall. Hasn't played a ton, um, but I like him. Then I go up to one of these three guys is going to win, and they're all due for a win. It would, it would be a first-time victory for all of one of them. All of them. One of them's going to do it. I got nine thousand. Eric Cole for the reasons you said. I got ninety-two hundred. Ninety-two hundred. Justin Su, and I got ninety-four hundred. Alex Noren. All three guys are playing very well. Have all been in contention this this fall and have not won. They've Alex Norris has never won a PGA Tour event. He has never won a PGA Tour event. That's incredible. Uh, I think you're right. I think Eric Cole is going to win. So there you go. I think he's going to do it. I think this is the. I think this is the time he gets it done. But yeah, Eric, uh, Alex Norris is yeah. That that's surprising. I didn't realize he had never won. A PJ Tour event. Yeah, I mean, he's been relevant for like five or six years, you yeah. know, you know, with the DP World Tour, you know, PJ Tour and so forth. So, uh, yeah, that's good. I, I looked at Nor and he played well last week. You know. Yep. So sure. I think one of those three guys, they've all been with either, I think they've all sh- had a, at least a share of the lead in, in events in the last few yeah. weeks here and, and haven't closed the door. And I think, I think one of them finally does this week. So there it is. Um, Hopefully you guys get the chance to check out the RSM. I actually feel like I'm going to watch some golf this weekend. I haven't really tuned in a whole bunch and um, decent, decent enough field and see where some of these guys fall in their points in the 125 and the top, what they calling it the the next 10, the 50 through 60 to get in some of these elevated events and that kind of stuff. So I think there's some good storylines to follow um, before we get into some real off season here in the next next few weeks but uh yeah that will do it for us unless you guys got anything else don't no, man. roll back okay we're good we'll talk we'll, we'll talk roll back next week again yeah roll back roll back and we're hoping to line up a guest next week um so keep an eye out for that for our listeners so later boys cheers awesome thanks man 